This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. The BFM Breakfast Grill, connecting you to the top people and ideas. Powered by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. BFM 89.9, I am Chong Jensan and this is The Breakfast Grill. The higher education business has always had a reputation of being lucrative and recession-proof. With competition for education dollars on the rise and students opting for the gig or creator economy, does this still hold true? Additionally, there have been instances where Malaysian public universities have been subject to political interference. Are foreign-based universities with a localised presence like Harold Ward University, Malaysia, different? Joining us in the studio is Professor Mustaq Al-Atabi, Provost and CEO of Harold Ward University, Malaysia. Thank you for joining us this morning. Professor, recently there was a controversy over dress code guidelines published by University Kebangsaan, Malaysia for its convocation ceremony as it had originally banned the national dress of the Chinese and Indian community. A few weeks ago, a forum on freedom of speech organised by the Students' Union of University Malaya had also been shut down to prevent an invited speaker from speaking. Does Harold Ward University in Malaysia have any guidelines or policies on issues such as this or does it encourage the freedom of speech and expression? Uh, thank you very much for, uh, for having me. And uh, for us as a global university, we abide by our uh, global rules, but ultimately by our core values. So we are a, a values-led and a purpose-driven uh, community. And we would like our community, our students, our staff to express themselves freely, to be the best ber- versions of themselves, and to do that within the, the, you know, the confines of the norms and also the laws of the, of the uh, locations in which we operate. So we, we operate within, within that uh, quite uh, actually a, a, a wide and, and free uh, environment in which we want the, the human spirit to flourish. So I guess um, what is applicable to Harawat University in the UK or Dubai would be applicable for uh, Malaysia and Kuala Lumpur, except you have to take into account perhaps some rules of law which are applicable to the country itself. Would that be a fair uh, Yes, statement? that's right. So our, our philosophy is we start with the uh, human uh, freedom and then there are some nuances that we need to, yes, to, to, yes. to respect. So I think it's, it's really freedom that is uh, sort of balanced with respects and values. I also looked at your website and there's a wide range of courses from foundation, undergraduate and postgraduate. Can you give us a sense of what the response has been for each of these courses? Well, we, uh, Harriet Watt University uh, was invited to, to set up a campus in Malaysia because of the nature of the courses that we offer. So our courses throughout the world are uh, tuned towards uh, employability. They are very practical and they are highly sought after. And because of that, we have been getting actually very good demand th- throughout for all the courses that, uh, that, that we offer. We are also uh, highly ranked in the, co- in the programs that we offer. So uh, Harriet Watt University is quite a focused university. We, we run uh, and deliver uh, programs in engineering, technology, construction, uh, uh, technology, uh, business, psychology. So it, we exist on the intersection between technology and business. And um, 
the courses and the programs that we choose to deliver, we are usually among the top in the UK, some even top in the world. I'm particularly interested on your foundation courses because I would imagine that it would give you a more guaranteed or predictable path to a degree. Uh, do you see a lot of SPM or O-level levers actually opt for this? Oh, yes. And uh, and we are, uh, we've, we've just started what we call the Harriet Watt Global College. And the Global College gives our students access uh, those who finish O-level or SPM access not only to our programs in Malaysia, but our programs around the world. And, and that actually is a very uh, attractive uh, uh, sort of uh, offering to prepare the students to the university life so that they could excel quickly uh, when they do their, uh, their uh, uh, degrees later. I'd like to touch on pricing now. What is Harriet Watts pricing compared to, say, another UK university, which is based in Malaysia, like the University of Nottingham? How do you compare in terms of pricing of different courses? Well, we are very comparable, maybe slightly cheaper than than than, than Nottingham. But we 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 talk about the value that we that we add, and not only that, we, you know, widening participation and making education accessible is very important for us. It is actually in our in our DNA. So we have been uh, having a number of scholarships, including full scholarships, to attract students who are unable to have access to, to, uh, to our uh, global education. So for example, last year was, uh, was our 200th anniversary, and uh, we ran what we call an Appeal 1821. Uh, 1821 was the year that the university started. And we reached out to our community and to our alumni, and we raised more than four million pounds for widening participation. And some of that money was spent in, in, in Malaysia. So we do have uh, uh, many uh, uh, bursaries and scholarships to make it easier for people to access our education. We also have uh, specific uh, scholarships. Uh, we have a scholarship for women, uh, in science and engineering to attract more ladies into into this uh, specific field. We also uh, collaborate with uh, the 30% Club and we offer a scholarship in our MBA program to uh, attract young Malaysian women to, to this uh, space so that they are ready to be, uh, hopefully, um, you know, ready to be on boards uh, eventually. We are having a January intake and we are uh, offering an up to 8,000 ringgit um, uh, bursary. So, so the, the cost is really it's good value for, for, for money. But on top of that, uh, I, I encourage people to inquire because there are a number of scholarships and bursaries to make it easy for them to join us. How is a localized de- degree different than, say, um, graduating from, say, Harold Ward in the UK? Is there any disadvantage in terms of employability? Uh, at the contrary, actually, we, uh, from an academic point of view, the degrees are identical uh, from an, uh, so the, it's the same curriculum, it's the same exam at the same time. So in terms of quality is exactly the same. Now, where does the localization happen? So I'll give you an example. If you are a chemical engineer and you are interested in, let's say, palm oil and the production of biodiesel from palm oil, even if you are in Edinburgh, then 
I would encourage you to spend maybe a semester or a year in Malaysia because that's where the industry and where the research is. While if you are a mechanical engineer and you are interested in wind energy, then I would encourage you to spend some time in Edinburgh because that's where we do that kind of research. Practical experience. It's the practical experience, the research intensity and also the industry that is that is suitable. So and we have been having our students through our Go Global program actually moving throughout the 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 university and it's highly um uh, desirable by our uh, uh, Scottish students, uh, stu- Scottish uh, students from our uh, Edinburgh campus to come and spend some time in Malaysia. How about the lecturers in Malaysia then? Where are they from and are there visiting lectures that come from Edinburgh? So we are a very diverse uh, community of, of academics. We have uh, lecturers from Malaysia, we have uh, those from overseas, the quality again is exactly the same. So to be a professor at Harriet Watt University is the same standard whether you are in Dubai, Malaysia or in the UK. And uh, we do have a number of our colleagues from our uh, campus in the UK who are visiting, uh, not really visiting, they are seconded to to do some work here. And and likewise, actually, some, some of our uh, Malaysian uh, colleagues have been teaching in Edinburgh. So it is, and in Dubai as well. So it is actually quite a free movement. And now the pandemic hopefully is behind us, uh, more movement is taking place. Professor, I'm looking at your shareholding structure. It is 100% owned by Harawat University in Edinburgh. Right. But is it purely self-funded locally? So we are uh, we are fully owned by, uh, as you said, by the uh, by the. Uh, by our university in Edinburgh, and we are indeed uh, fully funded by by the by our university. I'd like to talk about maybe some courses now. Are courses today relevant for today's working world, given the rapid evolution of professions now, which are largely skewed to artificial intelligence and data science? Is Harvard offering such courses? Oh, of course. So, so we we run uh, uh, data science courses, computer science courses, uh, statistical data science courses, and and also our uh, actuarial uh, science program, these are really directly into this data revolution. But at the same time, all our other courses, you know, in marketing and business, and they are uh, uh, fully uh, updated with the latest requirement of the, of the, uh, uh, of the industry. Yep. I do recall that Harvard has a very strong reputation in actuarial science. That's right. Yeah. So I'd like to touch on Go Global, which you mentioned earlier, which is Harvard's inter-campus transfer program, available only for Harvard students. So if you are studying at Harvard University in Malaysia, you can transfer to the UK or Dubai right. for a semester, a year or longer. So what has been the take-up of Go Global? Very, very popular program. Uh, very popular among our Malaysian students. Every year, more than 200 students actually go from Malaysia to to complete their uh, their uh, degrees in mainly in Edinburgh, but there are a few who go to Dubai as well. And at its peak, we received 120 students from our uh, Edinburgh campus to come and uh, and and study here as well. And um, uh, it's uh, it's popular because of a number of things, I believe. So first, it's really seamless, and there's no other university I, I believe in the world does what we do, which is. All you need to transfer is to pass your uh, courses, your 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 exams for the for that semester. You are eligible to go. You don't have to apply uh, beforehand, and 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 then you just need to do your visa and then go on uh, to let's say to our Edinburgh campus. On top of that, there will be a twenty percent discount 
on the UK fees, which is really highly, highly attractive. And I think at a time where people are maybe, you know, struggling yes. economically, this makes a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of difference. And uh, at the same time, I think it's the the, the, the kind of support we give to our students, both when they come here and also when they are in, in, uh, in our other campuses, I think is, is, uh, makes this very, very valuable. What is the average number of years a student will opt for Go Global? Is it, do they do the final year there or two years? So majority of the students will do one year. There are some who will do two years. So they will do one year here and two years in the UK if it's a three-year uh, if it's a three-year degree. But, but we also have the examples of, uh, of students who did a year here, a year in Dubai, a year in, in Malaysia. We even have a, an example of a student who did a year here, a year in Edinburgh, then they came back to do the final year here. Wow, three cities for a degree. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> That's a first for absolutely, me. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. yeah. So on the breakfast grill this morning is Professor Mustaq Al-Atabi, Provost and CEO of Heredward University, Malaysia. When we come back, we will speak to him about competition, university rankings, research and development, and the general state of education in Malaysia. BFM 89.9. You are listening to The Breakfast Grill, brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to The Breakfast Grill. In the hot seat is Professor Mustaq Al-Atabi, Provost and CEO of Heredward University, Malaysia. Before the break, we spoke on how the Malaysian campus has done since inception, the various courses on offer and employability of the graduates. Professor, given the competitive nature of the higher education business, what would be the differentiating factors for Harvard Ward University, Malaysia? So, uh, as we mentioned earlier, is the employability of our graduates. So, even at the toughest of time during the pandemic, our graduates were having multiple job offers, actually, uh, at their hands. The other bit, which is uh, very unique to uh, Harriet Watt University, is our focus on building purpose-driven leaders. So, we believe that while the technology is moving us into artificial intelligence and, and all of that, we, we are reaching a stage where humans almost competing with machines in areas that potentially the machines can win. Machines can have higher memories than us, higher processing speeds and so on. But the bit that will remain human is our ability to empathize with each other, our ability to to motivate ourselves and motivate each other. And to do this, we are building these purpose-driven leaders. So every student in our uh, university, at the first month of their journey with us, they will need to go through a process to, to discover their purpose and have a plan to mobilize that purpose into a, a positive impact on the world. And that is highly motivational. That is something that employers also are finding to be uh, fascinating in a way that when we, when we speak with, with, um, with employers and we say, is this good? Many of them said, this is not only good. Can you do this to our existing workforce? Can you do this to our, our leadership team? So it is really a, a, something that we are so proud of and it's so unique to us. Is there a correlation between the state of the economy with an impending recession and the rate of enrollments for foreign-based universities? Well, uh, I I think there definitely is something in that space. But at the same time, as we know, every challenge brings with it uh, opportunities. And for universities like us that offer uh, almost... uh, 
you, you know, a, an antidote to recession in a way. While we may be losing some of the students who are planning to do, to do their degrees here because of, unfortunately, the uh, economic situation, there'll be some students who were maybe overseas bound. And I think starting with a global university here would be a, a, a good choice. So I think there, there might be a shift in 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 uh, in the sort of the market sentiment but i don't i don't see this uh, going to affect uh, the demand for high quality education uh, don't forget that uh, malaysians and people in the region really view education as an investment and it is a real true investment in the future of uh, of our people so i think uh, while people will be more careful how to spend their money they will look for the right uh, university and they will demand, rightfully so, the right value for that. We believe that demand for uh, good good courses and good programs will will remain there. Did you see any COVID nineteen induced trends for the university as well? Are parents more inclined to keep their children closer to home? Uh, so we saw that in China specifically. Mm -hmm. Even until now, our Chinese students are writing to us to say it's very difficult to travel. Their parents are asking them to stay to stay home. And again, a university like ours, with our global presence and also with our uh, ability to teach online uh, physically, we were able to address uh, their requirement and allow the students indeed to start in China and maybe travel uh, to Malaysia later. The education business is not spared by inflation as well. How much has prices increased since pre-pandemic and say over the last five years? So the, 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 the prices of our uh, programs, uh, they did not really increase for a number of reasons. Uh, uh, the, the prices are actually controlled by the Ministry of Higher Education, so you can't just simply uh, increase your prices. But at the same time, we are actually trying to keep the, the, the cost of our programs as much as we can, uh, you know, the same, to enable our, uh, the parents of our students and the students to actually have access to education, despite, as you may know, the rising cost, which is you know, we can't control. All right. Does the appreciation or depreciation of the pound feed into the pricing of your courses here? Uh, not exactly. It affects our uh, it affects our uh, operation in, in Malaysia in the sense that um, you know there there is uh, there is a, a funding that comes from the UK and and we have a, a loan from our um, from our UK campus. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, was um, very good for us when it depreciated because we started paying back the loan. Excuse me, but uh, beyond beyond that, we are um, fully priced and uh, uh, on based on the Malaysian situation. Right. Professor, can we touch on university rankings now? I know there are many, but I'm looking at the QS World University Rankings 2022. It features more than 1,000 universities, with each measured on a variety of factors, including academic re reputation and employer reputation. Harvard World ranks 270th in the world. 33rd in the UK and 5th in Scotland. Is this something that the university monitors closely and are the results in line with the university's targets? Um, so the, the ranking are very important, but there are also things that needs to be, we need to be educated to know how to use them. Uh, we are, as you said, a well-ranked university overall, but at the same time, I would like to advise people looking at the ranking to also look at the course that they are doing. So for example, while we are 270th in the world, which is 
quite a, a good position to be in. If you look at our, let's say, actuarial science and data science and computer science, we are really up there, maybe top 10 in the world. We are definitely among the top one or two in the UK. So I think while it's good to look at the ranking of the university, it's also important to look at the ranking of the program that uh, a student is considering. And I think it's a combination of uh, uh, of both. Uh, is it something that we are uh, monitoring and, uh, and, uh, and, and hoping to improve? Absolutely, yes. But we are doing it not by trying to sort of manipulate the data to give us a better ranking. We know that employability feeds into this and we want our graduates to be even more employable. We know that student experience feeds into this and we are trying to fix and improve the student experience. So we are trying to really go into this values-led, purpose-driven approach to our operation as well. And we believe that ranking will take care of itself. All right. I did some digging on your financials on SSM, and we're looking at your revenue for the past five years. It ranged from a low of 41 million in 2017 to a high of 67 million in 2021. The last three years was quite stable at between 62 to 60, 66 million. But the net profit numbers, they tell a different and a bit more volatile story. You made 8.8 .8 million net profit in 2021, a loss of about 2 million in 2020, and a profit of 13 million in 2019. Why is this so? Well, uh, there are a number of uh, a number of reasons. So, uh, as you've mentioned, the the movement of the pound would affect uh, our uh, our our uh, final uh, what we call surplus or deficit. But at the same time, there are times where we uh, purposefully make an investment into our research, into our student experience, and these are things that we really take with uh, a long term kind of kind of view. Uh, Harriet Watt University, although we are a private uh, 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 company in Malaysia, we are uh, a charity in the UK and we exist really to make impact and make a difference. That's the most important thing. But absolutely, we have to be financially sustainable to achieve this. And these are the, the long term views that we, we hold for, for the university. All right. Professor, as an academic, what would you like to see from the government in terms of nurturing our education locally, not just higher education, but the overall schooling system? Uh, this is a very good question. And I know uh, when uh, the government will go again into the budgeting exercise, everyone will be coming to them and will be asking them to, to move the funding into their sector. And I will do the same because I believe that any success for any country will start with its people, will start with the talent of the, of the people that they are having. So I think better funding so that the, our universities can do better. Uh, I believe the university can, sorry, the government can also move uh, some of the money that's being spent on sending graduates overseas to, uh, to enabling more of our graduates to stay in the good universities that are within private and, and public and, and even foreign uh, universities like us. So that will help us even uh, succeed more and invest, uh, invest further. And I think encouraging more STEM-related courses, that will help us uh, uh, hopefully uh, build the talent so that we can attract more uh, foreign direct inv investment into, into the country. The, the last thing I would like to say is also to see how can we build the 
the talent pool to be able to deliver on the carbon neutrality or net zero that we are aspiring to achieve by 2050. This is actually quite a complex and difficult thing to do. But if we view it as a driver, a booster for our economy, I think then within maybe five to 10 years, Malaysia could have as things as simple as accountants who can account for carbon. We don't have that now. Engineers who know how to calculate ca- carbon in their, in, their, uh, uh, in their operations. And I think that doing things even just like as simple as introducing what we call carbon literacy into our uh, education system will make Malaysia uh, having an advantage over other countries. That was certainly very interesting, Professor. And on that note, thank you for your time. Today on The Breakfast Grill was Professor Mustaq Al-Atabi, Provost and CEO of Harawat University, Malaysia. I am Chong Jensan, BFM 89.9. The BFM Breakfast Grill is brought to you by U-Mobile. 5G now with you. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the VFM app.